Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this 23rd day of July, Saturday morning. We can't thank you enough for making us a part of your weekend mornings. Good morning, Georgia! Morning. And a special good morning. You find folks in Stone Mountain. Stone Mountain? Stone Mountain. Wow, the big rock. The big rock. Uh, First Baptist, Second Baptist, First Baptist Church out there. I always get my church, Second Baptist, confused when I want to say First Baptist. So congratulations on folks. You're about this, uh, th- hearing that return music reminded me of obviously hearing the time, then by extension Prince, and then Prince's club that he's associated with from going back in the day is First Avenue. Did you hear what happened this past week? Dave Chappelle was supposed to do a show at First Avenue. Sold out. Really? And Did First that- Avenue canceled it. Whoa. They pulled the plug on it. Why? There was a lot of feedback still. Dave Chappelle still getting some pushback. From his Netflix series where he made fun of various people, and some people are making a stand about that. Mm. You know? Mm. Comedians, man, across, even at his level. You, it, I would not want to venture into the world of stand-up comedy right now for all the money. It's just tough. And, and people don't laugh the way they used to, and people are looking over their shoulder, and people, you know, you can't make fun of this person or that person and this group or that group. And in, in a lot of cases... Rightfully so. But if you bring the joke and you make somebody look inward, it's a little bit easier as opposed to just preaching to people. Right. But not everybody brings a joke. Anyway, that's not why you called. Uh, this is only the time we let you have the floor, man, and let us know what's going on here locally. A lot of stuff going on locally. And I tell you what, let me start with, with uh, the folks over here in North Avenue. I mean, while we had the SEC Media Days here in town, ACC Media Days were up in – Charlotte, and of course, Georgia Tech. Uh, it's, it's, it could be a tedious season over on you know North Avenue because uh, you know they've had three straight three win seasons. 
Jeff Collins is just trying to get some consistency and get some wins. Um, of course, much has been made about some players coming and going through the transfer portal, and he has those thoughts on the on the portal. A lot of guys have come back home to Atlanta. So, yes to the regional question, but a lot of our guys that have gone off to other places and have transferred back to Atlanta, I think that number is pretty high. I don't have that exact data. Um, but I think we've gotten 17 transfers uh, in since the end of the season. And uh, I'm excited about the guys that have come in. So that's something, you know, just working the, the portal, the different way you recruit. Um, who he can get. We know that, you know, he, he lost one of his, his top running back is now at, from last season is now at Alabama. Uh, and he's just trying to get – he knows where Alabama is. He's just trying to get his program with some consistency and to be a factor in the ACC. Uh, interesting times up at the ACC, you know, you know, you know because um, a lot of people were watching teams there, a lot of speculation about what may happen in that conference. And their uh, commissioner was saying he's looking into doing some things. Didn't sound like he's ahead of the curve on anything. But he's looking to see what he can do to kind of sweeten things for the for the teams that are there. As you hear about the other teams that are possible conferences that are looking to see, oh, this one would be a nice fit. Well, this one would be a nice fit here. And that's you heard a lot of that at the SEC media days. Of who out of that conference? Maybe I'm a little surprised, but I'm, most people think North Carolina would be a good fit for 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 the SEC. You know, and, and I'm thinking Clemson, Florida State, and Miami is who I'm. Who I would think. But a lot of people that were at SEC media days were thinking that 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 uh, that North Carolina just being having a foothold in that state. Yeah, they don't have any, would, they don't have that, anybody in, in, would, would, in the would SEC. Be, would be um, would be something uh, big, and also that's where the SEC network is is in Charlotte. Um, so that's that's kind of odd for the network to be sitting in a place in a state where you don't have a team, huh? Well, uh, but, but you know what I mean. But I mean, I know that's ESPN that already had that that set up set up up there. But that's something that people were talking about as far as that goes. What? You, oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go no, ahead, go well, no, because I don't want to derail you from no, what no, you got to no, talk no, about. No, no. We'll, we'll put a pin in it. We got Rachel Robinson to come back too. We got SEC to come back. I don't want to derail you from. Well, you you're know, on a flow. You know, I just because it's a deeper uh, conversation, and I'm just wanting to ask you when you sit back and think about what we know has happened and the landscape has changed the way it has. What is the what's to become of the SEC? I mean, the ACC, excuse me. The, the ACC. ACC. What is the become of them? And the worst part about their decision is they watch the SEC and the Big Ten grow, just mushroom up, and they're sitting there with some of the deepest traditions in college sports there is. Duke, North Carolina, you know, you, you have that going on. You can talk about the Florida teams too, but they have half of <laughs> the the team that's actually, or the program that's actually going to change the landscape officially, and that's Notre Dame when they make their decision what they're going to do. But they got everything else in the ACC except, except the the big dog as far as football. Yeah, I just I, I just wonder what do you, I mean? Are they going to have to make a deal with Big Twelve? Kind of put something together. They're going to have to. Isn't like Jackson, you know, Hartsfield Jackson. Is it going to be ACC Big Twelve? Well, that's or? just it. Is the Big Twelve going to be the partner for the ACC? Or are they going to be the partner with the Big Ten? With the Big Twelve, well, it's back down to ten now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the West, number doesn't really. You know, so I mean that that's uh, that's the thing that you watch to see the SEC and you know um, the commissioner said right now we're where we are and we're good. They're not looking at anybody else. That's what they said. That's what they said. So as we were breaking everything down Thursday after everything was done, we said, okay, this was the time last year when the news broke. 
Because that's what happened. It was on that day and everything was shutting down. Everybody was packing up to go home. And oops, oops, we, we got something, you know. Texas and Oklahoma come into the conference. You will, you know, when, when you look at the SEC as opposed to what the Big Ten is doing and the expansion of the teams that are coming there, they are still regionally reasonably close together as opposed to the UCLA, you know, team that's oh, got to go goodness. go play in, <laughs> in, in, in Rutgers yeah. because they're a part of the Big Ten, you know, for some game and get snowed in or have some kind of drama happen. They can't happen. go back home, Yeah, right? they can't go back home. Um those cross-country flights on a regular basis are just going to – it's going to be taxing to say the least. But, again, may you live in interesting times. This is going to be fun to watch when this happens. Well, as Deion Sanders says, they're chasing the bag. And Deion Sanders, by the way, yep. was just down the road in Birmingham for SWAC Media Days today. And, uh, you know, Eric, I'm bring you in here. We talk a little HBCU uh, because, um, you know, we had the, the SIAC here in, in uh, Atlanta last week. Uh, you go there and their preseason poll has Jackson State on top of the East. But on the West, they got Southern on top by one point over Alcorn. Mm-hmm. And then Prairie Review and Grambling as the, the top four there. And I don't know you, your thoughts about that or what you heard about anything that went on over in Birmingham this week. Well, first off, uh, looking at some of the videos, the other name was outside on the, the steps of the church or something like that. Wasn't it? Did you see the press conference? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I actually talked about the SWAC. Um, preseason rankings on my show. Yep, it was only one point on their side, but FAMU was only four points behind Jackson State on their side of the SWAC's preseason conference. So that big game on September 4th down in Miami, the Orange Blossom Classic. With billboards on the downtown connector here in Atlanta, by the way, but go ahead. They, really? Yeah, I got Everybody puts them seen, up here. Mm. Seen, yeah. Well, that that's probably – they're saying that's going to be the game that they think will determine who plays for the SWAC championship. So, um, you know, the big news was that our local guy showed up in the walking boot and that he may not be ready for the start of Jackson State season, talking about uh, Mr. Hunter from Travis up Hunter. in college. Travis, Travis Hunter, Hunter, yeah, really? he showed up in the walking boot. So. Whoa. Okay. Did he have a procedure or a trip going upstairs? You know, there's not much out there on that. They kept that kind of quiet. He was one of the you know the athletes that Jackson State brought with both of Dion's sons. Right. Of course, his son was voted the uh, SWAC preseason player of the year. Mm-hmm. Not surprised by that. FAMU has the SWAC defensive player of the year, so wasn't surprised by that either. So I think they're going to have a great football for um, them and then – that Orange Blossom game is on ESPN, the mm-hmm. main ESPN, not on the Deuce. How about that? But on ESPN numero uno. How That's about a beautiful that? thing. It you, is. Beautiful. It is. You buried the lead, man. When you talked about what you, the information you just gave us, you said on my show. You didn't tell everybody where your show is. What well, is your I, show? On our sister station, News and Talk 13 Day WALK, I have a show every Thursday night. We call it HBCU Proud, where we talk all things HBCU. We talk sports, entertainment. We talk culture. We talk sporting events and cultural events, anything that's HBCU related. And that again is when? Thursday night, 7 p.m. on News and Talk 1380, and of course on the Odyssey app. Thank you, sir. Outstanding. See what I'm saying? That? That's it. That's I'm it. trying to make everybody, you know, shine here. You can't just like <laughs> throw that out there and not give everybody, let them know where you're located at. Yep. Sam Absolutely. and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. Uh, what did you guys think? Did you see any of this footage from last week? You talk about publicists working. The Rock, Danny, his ex wife, who's the, who's the chairman of the XFL at Jackson State. Yep. That was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. The, that's pretty the cool. XFL Combine. Mm-hmm. The XFL yeah. Combine. Yeah. That, 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 was, that was big. 
to, uh, to do that. He he wasn't going to have Dion call him out about his teams not showing up like he did the <laughs> NFL teams. But so. again, in te- they kind of they're using each other in a beautiful way, and it's not in our face. As, as football fans, you know what the XFL is going to be. You know it's not going to rival the NFL. It's going to be fun, and he's going to do what he wants. But he's selling it like the combine. Oh, yeah. He's And the Rock is doing a great job at that. And, of course, Dion once again, bringing the national spotlight. Yeah. Albeit yeah. on his school, but still HBCUs across the board. He always seems to mention that in any interview I hear him do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, did you hear about his donation of his yep. salary? Now, now, think about it. We just talked about Kirby and what Kirby is going to be bringing home over the next 10-plus years. And when I found out what Dion's salary was, I actually was very, very surprised by the number that I heard. But I was What really, did you heard? Well, You can say it if you it, heard it. No, it's no, it's public. out there. You can do it. So his donation is going to be half of his salary, which equates to one hundred. And fifty thousand dollars. Now I ain't no accountant, yeah. but I know a, a half of well, if one fifty is half, that means the total amount is three hundred thousand. Is so, that yeah. high or low for you? I thought that's very low. I thought he was, you know, you can't put, but but that's just yeah. It, you can't put you can't say Dion getting a job. It's the coach of Jackson State, yeah. right? Yeah. But I yeah. thought in order to make the woo that they did when they got him in there, they probably had to sweeten that pot up. Well, he's got bit. some other stuff. I'm going to say, now. we ain't got to have yeah, a telephone for Dion. He's not doing he it for other stuff. He got, he got that bar stool, and, yeah, man, he got all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah. You know, after I mean, night. he just did another, he just did another after <laughs> commercial. And by the way. He just did a third one, two, uh, uh, two, two goats and a duck. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's I love hearing you one. say that. Right. Um, so but he's by making the, money now. We don't know. We'll never really know. But if I'm, if I'm Dion. And you got to figure he's a smart businessman. That donation that you talked about, I would have had Affleck write that check, and had Affleck put their name on whatever he's having built. Well, he might have them doing something else. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that would be the, know, that was my first thought. He, he instead might, of taking it out of his pocket, I don't need really this Affleck money. So I tell you what, you guys, instead of giving it to me, give it to Jackson State, and I need this built, and I need that built, and I need this refurbished, and I need all of that. I'm just saying that would be. And of course, what what are they going to say? Thank they got you. deep pockets. <laughs> They're going to yeah. say, no problem. Yeah. No problem. No problem. <laughs> They're going to say, well, what day you wanted, right? <laughs> exactly. Want to remind everybody that high school football is also about to get started. It was at the media day yesterday in Gwinnett County. Uh, it's good to see players and coaches uh, smiling because those smiles are going to go away in a few Friday nights. Speaking of Friday nights, <laughs> August 19th will be the first night uh, for the season premiere of year two of the High School Football Scoreboard Show here on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Uh, five hours of all you want to know and all you ever need to know, high school entertainment. Our you know, reporters are going to be out in the field. Uh, the cast of characters that will entertain you throughout the evening. Don't want to miss that. Wings. And we're also going to be uh, airing the Corky Kell Classic, the four Saturday games on the 20th uh, from Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So we'll be there for those for those games as well here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app.
Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. It is Sam and Greg, and yeah, I got goosebumps on my arms. You know I do. Uh, playing that, of course, uh, the news came down this week from the world of NASCAR that they are going to expand up to the Windy City. And I don't know if you want to start off with that. You want to welcome our guest and get his thoughts on that. Or you want to talk about this season and how you – you can actually take credit for propelling Chase Elliott into the winner's circle here in Atlanta because you did do that. Those times when people do what you did and talking about his lack of winning here, that kind of jinxes him. But no, Sam Crenshaw says something, boom, you go out and win. I'm not the only person that said that as we welcome Adam next. Adam, good morning. Great to hear from you. How, how are you doing? Good morning, man. Good morning. Great to be with you guys. It's been a while, so it's good to be back. Hope you're doing well. It was just hot. It was just hot like everybody else. It's just hot down there. Um, let's back up a little bit here. The, the race here in Atlanta, Chase Elliott getting the win. Um, what took him so long? <laughs> if, if you could put a finger well, on you it. You know, it's, it's, I, don't, I don't know that it's any one thing. Uh, I think there, there were, you know, a few hiccups and, and mistakes. I mean, I, I go back to Sonoma. I felt like they had the car to beat. And, and I won't say I'm glad they didn't win because it opened the door for Daniel Suarez. It was awesome to see Daniel win and Daniel earned it. But if, if you go back, there was a cycle of pit stops and, uh, you know, Chase leaves the pit box and, and they had a wheel that was loose. So he had to back up and didn't back up far enough and gets penalized and still, you know, comes back for a top five finish. And, and I thought that was a day that they could have easily won that they didn't. Uh, and there had been little things like that. Uh, that turned into bigger problems throughout the year that have kept them from winning. So I, I think what we've seen in the last month has really been who they are as a team. Uh, he's won three of the last ten, of course, one at, at Dover. He's been top two in the last four races. If you can finish top two in four consecutive, and, and quite honestly, Chase has been disappointed with that. He thinks he should have won them all. I think that speaks to where you are as a team. And, and right now, you know, I, I think there was a long time you couldn't, put a finger on who's the championship favorite. I think now you can say they are the championship favorite just because they have more wins, they have more playoff points, and he's well on his way to being the regular season champion. Folks, we're pleased to be spending some time this morning on the waitfor.com hotline with Adam Alexander. And he is social. You can find him on Twitter at Adam Number One Alexander, all lowercase Adam One Alexander. Uh, he came in uh, another top uh, top five finish last week, even though the Toyotas were strong. Up at Loudon, what, what did they find up at Loudon? What made them so good up there? I would say, you know, one piece of that could be that, that that's a, a short track, uh, so to speak. I mean, officially it's not, but it's got so many short track characteristics. And, and you know, for years, maybe not as much with this new car, but for years, the Joe Gibbs Racing Organization has had a real stranglehold on the short track. So I would say you see a little bit of an element of that. Uh, it's been a tremendous track forever for Martin Truex Jr., who obviously ran well and, and went in both stages and and uh, leading the most laps. Christopher Bell's had great success there in both the Xfinity and the Cup Series. So, you know, I, I think it's a little bit of, of everything. Uh, you know, the one difficult thing is I talked to some drivers this week and analysts on our show is it doesn't really transfer to other tracks. There are some that felt like maybe there was a correlation to Phoenix where uh, we raced for the championship, but but I had drivers this week tell me not so much. So I'm not sure if that carryover of speed will be there uh, for Joe Gibbs Racing. But but if it does, look look out because they had 
uh, four of the top six, and, and I mentioned the numbers for Martin, and obviously Christopher wins it. So that would put them in a great position as we have out the regular season. Adam Alexander joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Uh, one more thing before we get into Chicago. What's the significance of Tyler Riddick, if any, leaving R- Richard Childress and going over to uh, Michael Jordan and the boys at 23, um, 23 Racing, XL Racing? Yeah, I, well, I think it's I think it's enormous because you know number one he does it a year early. So what's the the residual impact of, of the rest of this year? When you felt like after he won he was a true championship contender, do they still have the chemistry uh, that they need to go out and win it? And and then next year will they be willing to share all of their secrets as they go through a lame duck year, knowing that he's not going to be around the next year, and they don't want to send him to twenty three eleven with a full. Uh, notebook full of information uh, that RCRs put together. So I, I think it creates many question marks for this future at RCR, and, and can they maximize? And and then the other thing I would say is is what happens now at, at twenty three eleven because you, you've got Bubba Wallace who's running right now as good as he has in his career, I think, and, and we saw probably as good a run as he's had uh, ever at any type of track. Um, on Sunday uh, at New Hampshire, which is a great sign for him. And you've got Kurt Busch, who even though you know he's approaching 45 years old, continues to be very competitive and win races on an annual basis. Those guys are both around next year. Will they be around in 24? We don't know. And if so, does that mean Denny Hamlin, Michael Jordan, had to go out and buy another charter to make room uh, for Tyler Reddick, which would be a very expensive proposition? There, there's a lot of questions there. Um, that, that have to be answered, and I admire the way Denny went about it to go get one of the young hot drivers, even though it's not defined on exactly how that's going to pan out in the future. Uh, but but it will create a ripple effect. There's no doubt about that. And some people will say that maybe a little bit of fire under the 23 car uh, that he qualified well last week and had a strong finish. Um, I don't know if that plays into it at all. And then we end up seeing that car driving through the streets of Chicago this week. Uh, that that turned a few heads. <laughs> yeah, it was. You know, we we heard last year. I, I remember we were doing one of the iRacing shows, and we would, you know, we'd have a different track every week, and most of the times we'd be racing on the track where where the Cup cars would be racing that particular weekend. We always did it on on Wednesday nights on FS1. And and then we decide we're going to do a street course in Chicago. It's like, wait a minute, why are we doing eye racing on a street course in Chicago? And it was quite obvious that it was laying the groundwork for a potential announcement. And they just couldn't get it all put together for 2022. I think the hope that probably 18 months ago, uh, between 12 and 18 months ago, was that we could run on the street course in 2022. That didn't pan out, uh, but the goal never went away, and, and here we are announcing it for 2023, replacing Road America on 4th of July weekend, first time ever. NASCAR's been on a street course, and you bring the, the Chicago market back onto the schedule, which I think is the most important thing. And you don't just bring it back onto the schedule, but you take a step further. You know, for years, starting in the early 2000s, NASCAR was racing at Chicagoland Speedway in Joliet, Joliet Illinois. Yeah. But, yeah. but if you know anything about that region, that's not Chicago, right? Nope. I mean, racing downtown on the streets of Chicago, this is a legit deal that embodies that market. So th- this is going to be enormous, I think, for NASCAR to be right there in the city. Again, your first thoughts when you heard it, though, but is that something that is a want for bigger cities? Have you guys, you know, you heard conversations about that? Well, I, I, 
I think what we're seeing, and, and, and you know, my reaction, you, you know, I, I think it's great because I'm all about the new markets. And uh, I probably would have voted for a quarter-mile track inside Soldier Field, very similar to what we saw at the L.A. Coliseum <laughs> with the Clash last year. That probably would have been my vote yeah. instead of the streets of Chicago. Um but I do think showcasing the city and, you know, if you go back and, and I would challenge you to get on YouTube and watch the response of F1 in Miami. I think Ben Kennedy, who, who is overseeing a lot of these changes in NASCAR right now, he understands you need to make an event out of it. It's not just a race. It needs to be an event. And so now you're going to these bigger markets. You're doing it, you know, in or around downtown. That is how you continue to grow the fan base. And I won't say that this is not about the racing. You have to have, you, you want that to be a great element of it. But I, I believe it's as much about the market and the people you can reach as it is about the racing itself. And forever, NASCAR was 100% gearhead racing. And it's not that anymore. And these changes are, are all about reaching new people. And you did that with the, the clash in the L.A. Coliseum, and you will do it again next year when you race on the streets of Chicago. Change the perception, Sam. Yeah. That's what yeah, it is. Yep, yeah, it is. But tell me something, Adam. When you're running a, a, a street course like this and you're doing more road race events, you know, as far as NASCAR goes, do we get to the point where we may hear someone from one of the other leagues want to come in and take part in this? i.e. somebody from IndyCar, or dare we say F1? Well, you, you know, um, Justin Marks um, has, has started a third team and with Trackhouse, and they will run select races with an international, a well-known international driver. And, and so I, I think when you look at Ben Kennedy, who's making a lot of these decisions on NASCAR's side to get the ball rolling, to go to new markets and do new things, I, I think you've got – a, a tremendous young mind there that's making wonderful decisions to grow the future of NASCAR. You think of Justin Marches on the team side and his ownership approach has been very unique. Uh, I, I believe that what he's doing taps into the international market, which is not something that we've seen on a regular basis. And so that opens that door. So, yes, I, I do think that, that this will allow maybe not a current F1 driver, but a driver who's not too far removed from his career um, on the F1 side to come over and try NASCAR maybe on a part-time basis. Uh, and, and you know what? Uh, there's, there's been the question of how much road racing is too much. Last year we had seven road course races on the schedule. That was because we lost California as an oval and, and had to run on the road course in Daytona, and that wasn't what was originally planned. Six on the schedule this year. Uh, you know, I, I don't know where that balance is, but, but I do think it creates an appeal with other fans when you're doing things like that, racing on the dirt at, at Bristol, you start pulling more people in. So uh, NASCAR is really finding the sweet spot right now when it comes to that schedule. Adam Alexander from FS1 joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Before we let you out of here, I want to piggyback on what you just said and bring it to some of the other sports that we're watching right now as NASCAR looks to do whatever it is next. Is there a possibility that this sport, or if not NASCAR, you know, uh, open wheel IndyCar or, or Formula One, could have a rogue league, a, a, an investor, somebody from someplace who decides we want to do these cars a different kind of way or race them differently and start a new league like we have been seeing? Is that out of the realm of possibility? 
No, I don't think it is. And, and I, I, I have not heard that or, you know, I, I couldn't speak to it. I don't know that that's going on or that idea is, is on the table anywhere. But what I would say is that you know, you've got all these tracks um, that want dates, right? And if you have a venue, you need to use it to make money. And you've got TV networks that crave content. Yep. And and right now, there's a lot of it out there uh, and, and a lot of potential uh, opportunities out there to go – um, you know, create content that would open the door for TV rights. And you looked, and then you mentioned, I mean, the, the live golf tour has been enormous. And, and that's the one comparison I think that probably fits with NASCAR. Uh, and then and then you look at TV networks. The TV networks say, hey, rather than uh, writing a check for the rights, we want to start our own league, which is, you know, it's kind of like what Fox did with the USFL, right? And, and when you do that, the financial ramifications and the budgets change and what you need to make off of your TV production and sales and all of that to make it a viable option financially. So, you know, I'm, I'm talking about what happens on the 10th floor and I work on the first floor. Okay. So I don't know how all that goes down. Um, but, uh, and I don't wander up there. And if I do, they tell me real quick where the elevator is. Right. But, uh, but I can tell you that, that, you know, it's it's a very interesting time in sports right now. I'm excited to be in the sports world because of the opportunities that I feel like are out there and the growth that's going on in so many different areas. But I, I do believe your thought is valid. Greg. Whether it happens or not, I don't know. But I think we'd not be naive to think that those conversations haven't been had by the players that can make those decisions. Folks, that's Adam Alexander from FS1. You see him on Race Hub weeknights and uh, NASCAR Race Day Sunday at 1230 this week. Adam, you working on anything we should watch for? I'll be on race day uh, Sunday with Jamie McMurray and Larry Mack getting everybody ready for Pocono and then back for a full recap Monday on race up. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. And six races to go to the playoffs and only two playoff spots left. And I have a feeling it's going to get real interesting between now and, and Labor Day weekend when the postseason begins. There you go. Hey, did you hear Kirby got a race? Kirby Smart. <laughs> he needed one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, could you – could you text me the name of his agent if you don't mind? I'd like to speak to that. We'll see if we can get that for you. And it's Adam Alexander, man. We won't be strangers. We'll get you back out here sooner than later, man. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, Adam. Hey, love being with you guys. Have a great weekend. Thanks for having me on. Oh, as always, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Eric's World is up next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929thegame929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning, 23rd day of July. Thank you, thank you, thank you for letting us be a part of your Saturday mornings. We'll be with you tomorrow, too. If you didn't get the memo, we're here Saturdays and Sundays. Absolutely. Six until 10, along with Eric, who you are going to hear a lot more from in just a moment. I want to remind you, though, that we have got big time baseball. This is a top, this is a top podcast. You got your Cody Decker, you got your Tony Gwynn Jr., you got your John Hyman. They're all covering everything having to do with baseball, right? Yeah. And you need to just go in there and check it out. New episodes of Big Time Baseball every Monday on Odyssey or wherever you get your podcast.
There's there you of, go. There's a lot of good podcasts on Odyssey. There's a lot. There's there's nothing but the best. I found some good uh, good history podcasts on there. They're pretty good. What would what what's the history that you like venturing into? I just American history, sports, you know, not, everyday some, business, some sports history, but just some just history in general. Things that you've forgotten about, and things that you you know someone brings it back and. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like today was the start of the Goodwill Games. Remember that? Ah, we talked about Ted Turner, Ted Turner and his contribution to, well, a number of things, but mm-hmm. 1994. And it started in what city? St. Petersburg. Ah. St. Petersburg. Okay. Right? So there you go. Also, Vanessa Williams resigned on this day. As Miss America? Yes, Miss she did. America. That was how long after the penthouse? That was well. It was because of the penthouse picture. I know, but how long after that? That's they didn't put that down. That they just said her. Her. You think today about. You was, think about when that happened back then. You heard rumors about there was some pictures. There was something, and how long? How long it took for that to materialize today? Oh yeah, instantaneously. You know what I mean? It, it'd just be out there, bam! But you know, you just heard that it was just, ah, she missed America. She did. Whoa, she did. Yeah, you know, she did. Yeah, yeah, but know. see that whoa? You wouldn't it be as frowned upon. Today it wouldn't yeah, have been yeah. as frowned upon then if it were Playboy. It was the fact right. that it was it was Guccione and Penthouse. Who I, don't, had, I, don't, I don't think it would have been. I, I absolutely no. believe because no, there were people. No. Marilyn Monroe was in Playboy. Yeah, but she. I wasn't mean, Miss come America. on. She was Marilyn Monroe. She was, she was making America. movies. She was Miss America, I, and, and she, she wasn't. And she, I get. Wasn't the first I get it. I get all that. So I'm no, just that, saying. That, I don't think. I don't get that. one. no, no. I think there wouldn't have been as much. I think it would have been just like it, just like it went down. Okay, well, we have no way of ever knowing that, so let's move on. <laughs> I think it, would have been it is exactly time for Eric's it world. Went down. It is, it is time for Eric's world. <laughs> well, guys, uh, missed you guys last Sunday. How, yeah. how? Well, you know, did I miss anything special last Sunday? You know, fill me in. We talked about you like a dog. I know you did. <laughs> Y'all <laughs> talked about me when you went out to Atlanta Motor Speedway. Yeah. By the way, oh, both of you have not talked about that. Let's just take a second. Okay. And and what did you see? Did you see a first class oh, operation out no, there? No, I'm, I'm gonna tell you what I saw, and I told this to everybody I know. I was with the mayor. Everybody knows oh, this oh, man. Know everybody, yeah, yeah. everybody comes yeah. up and speaks to this man. You know, Sam, come this way. Sam, come this way. Hey, Sam, hey, Sam. I was like, I'm with the mayor, man. It's all right. So it was great. But, Weather was good. But the, the track, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. The, the track, but, but, the, but the people Yes, and everything that he got to see. He got to go out there and see a Florida concert. Mm-hmm. Backstage. Seen, I, I never. Yeah. They, <laughs> How'd y'all get backstage passes? Because we with the oh, mayor. Right, you were Sam. That's right. <laughs> I forgot. He don't know. Don't know nothing about Flo Rida, but yet come on back here. <laughs> Hanging out with a. Uh, you know. Should we drop some? Should we drop some names? Yeah. To, to drop know. some of the names that were out there. Julio Jones was out there with yeah, us. He mentioned and, uh, that. Yeah. Uh, Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, head of diversity Rick, for NASCAR. Rick, Rick Ross came through. He's not head of diversity. I but thought he was head of diversity. He ain't the head of it. I and, and, was... and, and the only unanimous pick for the high school Hall of Fame. Herschel Walker. Was that was, was, was politic, and he there. talked about yeah. that too. Yeah. You know, so got invited into the limo. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> My point is, did did Brandon Hutchison put together and his staff put together yes. a first class yes. operation again? That's what I was including going the for. catering, including the catering. Oh yeah, oh, the tea room. What's it called? Mary, Mary Max. Max tea room. Yeah. Fried chicken, macaroni and cheese, and uh, green <laughs> beans. <laughs> no, no, they had the green beans. They had okay. string beans. That was you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Sam went. Sam went twice. As we, <laughs> well, he, he is the mayor, right? <laughs> yes, indeed. You don't mess around with Mary Max. Yeah, it was very good. So, All right. No, well, I appreciate you, the invitation that Sam gave to me on that. So I we, thought he we, would enjoy it. I thought he would enjoy. Oh, it. Oh, I know. He's like a little kid. 
right? First time you go out there for that, and the noise that you hear the first time you go to a NASCAR track. Yeah, yeah. Well, that especially when you that right? close to it, yes. And, That's uh, what I'm saying. And, and it, like he said, the shaking of the ground mm-hmm. when the, 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 the official start, when that pace card came off and them boys started, Sam and Greg Sports Radio. He got to kick out the pit stops, too. 92.9 yeah. The Game.com. Well, we are already apparently there. We've landed. That's what we got the feedback. Okay. Eric, you keep talking. I'm busy here. No problem. So, <laughs> did you guys um, on Sunday, so on Saturday, you and, you know, you guys were down at the, the million, million Meals Pack having a, a great time. You guys did a great job with that remote. Go ahead. Can I give you a number? Yeah. While well, he's talking about it. Uh, the final, because they were going for a million, they surpassed that. One million, 19,000. 232 meals packed. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Last week. awesome. Wow. Did you stay and uh, help out at all? Because I know you uh, had some mayor. technical difficulties. Yeah, I, hung around, I hung around for a while. But yeah, and, yeah. And, then, and then the real mayor came. Uh huh. Did he, you, did he you take any worked. pictures with your little. Because uh, Greg came back and modeled his hairnet for <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Only they got a picture of me with that thing. Yeah, I got some pictures with that on. You know, but yeah, the mayor, you, you in order to go on the floor, you had to have it. Yeah. The, the Kimby Matumbo had to go down there, too. No, 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 no. No, no, no. But, but, he, was, but he was there, too. That's the first good. thing he did was looked at his foot. You look at the mayor's foot. <laughs> I said, don't look at the mayor's foot. Oh, yeah, you said foot. he had injured himself he, yeah, he's playing a, he, basketball. He, he has, yeah, he's, he's in a boot. He's uh-huh. in a boot. I, okay. I was telling Greg, when you see the mayor, don't look at, don't stare at the man's and, foot. And that always works, doesn't it? <laughs> so what you got? What you got? Um, uh, well, you know, so last week you guys had brought up some of the names that was on that list, and as you were going through them, you was like, oh, my ex Eric, his opinion, my ex Eric, his opinion, and you never got to me. So I saved my name for you because I was sitting there and I was listening to you guys and you were going through, and I was like, I wonder if any of these guys are going to get to the one person on that list that I couldn't wait to talk about. Okay, list. The the induct, the, how many was this, Sam? The first oh, call, okay. Hall of Fame class. Hall of Fame class. You. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, high in high school. The high school. Hall of Fame. Georgia Hall of Fame class. class. Our class. And you mm-hmm. guys were going through some names. And I was like, one of these guys is going to say my name. And neither one of you did. And that's why I was curious if you revisited it all on Sunday, that topic. But sounds like you didn't. So my name is still out there. That the name that a little bit because we had Bill Hartman on with us. Yeah, right. that was it. Plus, was okay, in related stories, Michelle Williams' birthday. Oh, Destiny's Child, say my name. He just reminded me of that. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. So, so okay, so you know we're going to talk about the legacy of Vince McMahon here coming up soon. And and next segment. Next segment. All things he did for wrestling. So, and you talked about The Rock earlier, right? Okay. Okay. So, are you the guys actually a big wrestling fan? No. Okay, so I, I am. Well, I was. Okay. okay. So remember, when The Rock first got into the industry, he really struggled. Okay. He he was not, you know, he was a, his character wasn't really liked. The fans booed him a little bit. He was raw in his talent. And Vince McMahon, or whoever the powers that be at WWE, decided to pair him up in a stable. That's what they called the groups of guys together. And that's what really launched his career. And the stable that he was put in with was called the Nation of Domination, which was led by, at the time, Farouk, a.k.a. Ron Simmons, mm. who is on that list yes. of Georgia high school inductees, which most people don't remember him being a standout at Florida State oh, yeah, and the standout yeah. high school player here in the state of Georgia. He's most known 
as a wrestler for WCW and then WWE as Farouk, which was the name he took later in his career when he was just Ron Simmons yeah. in WCW, one of the mainstream black wrestlers that you didn't have a lot of Not in the late 80s and early 90s. Ron right. Simmons. And Ron Simmons, The Rock even says, when he got under Ron Simmons' wing is when his career really took off. So who was who was dominating when he landed? I, I mean I can think of the names, but I don't know the timing or the years. So when The Rock started. Okay. Okay, and as you said he struggled in the beginning. Who were the dominant names that were already established then? Brett the Hitman Hart. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Stone Austin Cold was Steve blowing Wild up. Was yeah. um, that post or, or, or before a Goldberg? That was pre Goldberg. Well Goldberg was in the other other organization. Okay. That's the other um, thing. I don't know who. So in. Goldberg would have been pre The Rock because Goldberg was in the mid '90s. The Rock was more the late '90s, and that was before the two organizations meshed together. But like I said, The Rock was really raw, and the fans did not like his character at all when he first started. And when he got with Ron Simmons, his crew, he went from being a face or a, a good guy to being a heel, and he came that cocky guy. That you know, I'm the best. I'm good looking. Look at me, and his career really took off. So, what does the good? Rock ever become who he is if it wasn't for his alliance, his alliance with Ron Simmons? Wow. Okay, there you All go. Right. High school football That's Eric's hall world. of fame. High school football hall of fame. Yeah. So I, I'm hoping he's there at that banquet because I, I mean, he's still in good shape. You know, he still yeah. he still does his thing. He shows up at some of the the WCW or WWE Hall of Fame events and. They have events that they bring out the legends. So he's probably signed to one of their legends contract. But he was one of my favorites growing up. And like I said, I was a big Florida State fan. And my dad said, oh, that guy was a beast on the defense. <laughs> <laughs> there he was yeah, he in was. there, he body was. slamming people, him oh, and Junkyard Dog. He, he was amazing. He so was. That, that was Turner who had WCW, right? Turner had WCW, yes. Right. And then they got into, I wouldn't say they got into financial issues, but Vince McMahon had more money and, he bought them. Yep. You know, I mean, John Chuckery probably could tell you every detail of how that deal oh, went absolutely, down. Absolutely. You know, but uh, <laughs> I just think, I think, like I said, it went, when those names was going down, when I was reading down that list, and that was the name that stuck out to me and was, I was actually surprised that he was on the inaugural class. Yep. I mean, like I said, I know he had a good career. I didn't know okay, how fa- great. Fa- fabulous high school. Career. Well, let's, let's bring you back on because, again, yeah. what we're going to talk about next is the top of the hour, uh, among other things, is. With the announcement of Vince McNeil, Vince McMahon taking <laughs> McNeil, Whoa. Vince McMahon taking himself, you know, um, out of the CEO position and 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 all the other titles he had, he's basically going to go into retirement. Wink, wink, wink. Um, let his daughter run it. Didn't, didn't how many times have we heard that? I think Hugh Hefner said it. I think Eddie DeBartolo Jr. said it. Um, you know, we're gonna let the family run it, and then these guys are in the. At the sides, sitting there like Bobby Valentine after he gets thrown out of a game with, <laughs> yeah. with the mustache. I'm still running stuff. But anyway, his significance. And you can say what you will and feel what you will, will about wrestling, but you can't deny its success and its imprint on the sports world in this country and has been. Now, listen, wrestling was around a whole lot longer uh, before than Vince McNeil. Uh, Vince, why do I keep saying that name? Vince McMahon took over and became who he became. Been yeah. around for decades. My our yeah. grandmothers used to talk about, yep. you know, Moose Cholock and and it was a gorgeous George, gorgeous George <laughs> from back back gorgeous. when. Yep. But taking it to the level that he took it to, where does he rank in your minds when you talk about people who've owned leagues in this country? 
So we're going to talk about that next. I want to get your thoughts on this and and just overall because, listen, the education of him as far as what he's done as a businessman, we know what the sport is, but what else has he done that makes him maybe leapfrog over some others? So we're going to talk about that. Also coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, Chris Mahler from Saturdays Down South, SEC, ACC, Big Ten, all the conferences are getting ready for their upcoming season. You're going to get his thoughts on it. And I've got a casting call for you, and I have a question for you two. Um, about something that if you had an opportunity to get that's a part of the movies, which one would you grab? And uh, that's my tease, but I'll tell you what I mean coming up. It's Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 